Are you a developer or conversational designer looking to excel in the latest AI platforms? Or maybe you're in marketing looking for the latest in audio branding and customer engagement. Or maybe you're a startup, a business owner, an investor, or simply want to know about the future of voice technology. Then Voice Summit held in Newark, New Jersey this July is for you. Get your ticket at voicesummit.ai. That's voicesummit.ai. We can't wait to hear your voice and meet you at the conference. Today's podcast episode is from a recent Facebook Live interview done by Pete Erickson, the owner of Motive and the creator of The Voice Summit. You'll hear him chat with Ed Doran, the co-founder of Cortana at Microsoft, who recently spoke at Voice Summit 19. Okay, so this is Pete Erickson. Once again, I am the founder of Motive. I'm the creator of Voice Summit, which has taken place where everything kicks off in just four days, Monday, July 22nd, in Newark, New Jersey, at the New Jersey Institute of Technology. This is part of our speaker interview series where we're getting to know some of the more than 350 speakers coming from around the world to Voice Summit. This morning, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ed Doran. Ed is the co-founder of Cortana within Microsoft, which is just amazing. What a huge product. Ed, how are you doing? Uh, doing great. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining the conference. I know that, uh, you know, as we build these events, you know, we get a lot of call for proposals, but once in a while we get somebody that says, hey, you need to include this person or that person. You were one of those folks. In fact, it was Wally Brill at Google that encouraged us to reach out. And I was, first off, so happy to hear that the Google-Microsoft relationship is there. I'm really excited for the conference. I, thanks for the invitation. I actually looked at the speaker list and Wally was there, uh, John Heim from uh, Nuance. There's actually a bunch of people that I've worked with over the years. I think you're going to yep. have a lot of really interesting conversations. Oh, well, thanks so much. Yeah. So, Ed, I think uh, just to start off, I looked at your uh, background. You've had an amazing career and you were the co-founder of the product Cortana, which now for most folks in the technology space, at least it's a household name. Tell us about the birth of Cortana within Microsoft. Well, it's actually really about Microsoft research. Many years ago, Microsoft looked ahead and realized that the really exciting things that were going to happen in science and engineering were going to take a long time and some of the best minds to work on. And so we've had people working on uh, natural language interaction, advanced AI systems for decades. And they came to a point, sort of an inflection point, where we could build a new product. And that's sort of where Cortana was born. It was bringing together these researchers who'd been working on it for such a long time, a group of really talented product people who could turn that into something at a global scale and turn that into a new product. And I got to say, it's incredibly humbling to be able to offer something to be part of people's lives and have them invite us into their homes and into their lives, you know, for hundreds of millions of people around the world. But what's really exciting about that is I think we're about to hit another inflection point. What's happening now is we're hitting benchmarks of human parity for things like object recognition, speech recognition, reading comprehension, translation. So I think we're about to hit a second wave of natural interaction and AI. And that's going to be an opportunity for a much broader set of people to build brand new products. And I think that's what's going to be really exciting how these things come together, the new science we're working on, and sort of new businesses that are going to come out of that. I couldn't agree more. It is an exciting time. And uh, interesting, your role for a long time has been on the research side of Microsoft. And interesting to know that, you know, the backstory on that. 
And I would say that a lot of the, you know, I've been in the technology space for 30 years now, and a lot of the technologies that were, you know, once visionary, Star Trek-y type things are basically here coming to fruition. And I think a, a lot of things are happening at the same time, right? So you've got processing speed, cloud services, AI, machine learning, and connection speeds. All that sort of is like coming together at the same time. And I believe we're, we're just on the precipice of an explosion. I tend to agree with you there. Let's talk a little bit about your panel uh, coming up at Voice Summit because it's quite interesting. It is a panel about bias in AI. Give us a little bit of the backstory there with you and this topic. Sure. I, I think it's going to be a really fun panel. The panelists have been meeting and we're sort of throwing stories back and forth. I think we're going to have more stories and things to talk about than we have time. So it's going to be a lot of fun to be there. I think to your point, because things are changing so much, this is a chance to think about what the next generation of AI is going to be. So we've earned the right to speak with you now. We recognize, we understand, we transcribe, we translate, but now we actually have to have something to say. And if you're going to take up that opportunity, then you have to be able to say things in a way that's unbiased. You have to be aware mm -hmm. of the problems you can have. So the panel is going to be talking about what is that opportunity in front of us? What can we all do together to do a better job? And then what tools, for example, we're creating so that we can all go after that? Um, mm -hmm. I can give you a, a good example. So let's focus on voice for just a second. Um, it's exciting to be able to speak, but then when you have to think about how you train those systems. So there's a lot of very subtle types of biases in the world. So let's say you and I are hanging out and we decide to walk outside and look up at the night sky. There's this vast set of constellations laid out in front of us. Now, when you look up at the night sky, that's really a huge three-dimensional space where things are moving in and out of focus. They're getting closer or farther away from each other. But when you look at it, you get a sense of it really quickly. Now, for languages, that's something similar. We have people who are looking at the mathematical three-dimensional structure of language and then compressing it down into two dimensions. And when you do that, you discover things like Seattle is more closely associated with the state of Washington than New York. That makes mm -hmm. sense, right? Mm -hmm. But you also see things that say, like, doctor is more associated with man than woman. That's mm -hmm. bias. You wouldn't know that was there until you stumbled on it on a later system. So if you were, for right. example, translating something and you found a, a non-gender specific pronoun would suddenly turn into he. Mm -hmm. So we're building new tools to identify those types of biases and then to actually fix those associations so that you don't have that bias in the voice interaction that you're having. And those are the kinds of things that I think we all want to work on, because if we create a great platform that everyone has tools they can use and you support non-biased interaction, then you can build a really wonderful ecosystem. Um, right. And we're going to be talking about a lot of those things, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I tell you, it, it is an interesting time. And I'm really happy to see that the I do believe that the tech industry, industry as a whole, is making a really solid effort to overcome many of the biases that are in place. We have a long ways to go, but I believe that there's really good effort. So I commend you on the work that you've done there. And we really look forward. I mean, this is a really dynamic panel. It's going to be on our main stage for those of you out there. It's going to be on our main stage on Thursday, the 25th from 1 to 145. It's a not-miss panel for sure at Voice Summit. And if you haven't checked out the website yet, voicesummit.ai. Everything kicks off on Monday with our pre-conference workshops, our hackathon, and our VIP welcome reception, our developer appreciation night all happens on Monday. And then the big event kicks off on Tuesday. There will be more than 350 speakers joining us from around the world. And if you are all interested in what's happening in the voice space, now is the time to check it out. Ed, really appreciate it. You're coming out from Seattle, correct? Yes, I'm, I'll be flying out. I think uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody.
All right. Well, uh, uh, look forward to seeing you there as well and for all the work that you're doing and, uh, and Microsoft is doing as well in this space. Uh, your colleague, Noel Lacherite, will be there as well, speaking on our main stage, uh, opening up the event with one of our three keynotes on the morning of July 23rd. So again, Ed, thank you so much. And for those of you out there, please check out voicesummit.ai. Ticket prices go up Friday night. So there's time to get in to the event at our best rates until they go up on Saturday. And if you are a student or you're in economic transition, we do have scholarships that are still available. So please apply. And uh, Ed, thanks again. See you in a few days. Great. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. 